What's up, Ty fans? Welcome back into another episode of Tide Talk Live. Stacy Blackwood, joined as always by my good buddy Jake Thomas. Jake, what's up, brother? Man, I'm doing good tonight. Uh, got trimmed up, as you see. I look like a totally different person. Look like 30 years younger. So, anyway, you ha- uh, you actually look like a person. <laughs> I know it. Yeah, <laughs> so like you know. So uh, yeah, I, I got a good trim Sunday. So everybody saw me last night on SEC at the dart, but tonight, you know, I'm on. I'm on here, or you know, when this recording, we recording on a Wednesday night. So, yeah, but we're it's good to be right here, man. Now. Yeah, we're recording as, as Alabama's taking Florida in the SEC mm-hmm. baseball tournament. Alabama currently has a three-two lead, but obviously, by the time y'all uh, watch or listen to this episode, this game will already be concluded, and we'll know the outcome. But uh, looking good for Alabama baseball right now. They're playing well at the right time. So, uh, continue to root those guys on as well. Uh, as you can see, we're going to be talking about the uh, the tight end depth, depth chart projections post-spring. Uh, we've already done the quarterbacks, the running backs, and the receivers. Uh, we have the tight ends and the offensive line left on the offensive side of the football before we move over to the defensive side. Uh, before we do that, make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Uh, really appreciate all the, all the comments and all the, the likes that we've received on our videos and the views. We really appreciate all the support that we have uh, on our YouTube channel and, and also on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, all the view, all the listens that we have there as well. So just just thank you so much for all the support that you've shown us in our show and as we've just continued to grow and grow through the years, and uh, we certainly appreciate that. But but Jake, thank as you. we look as we look at this tight end room, uh, I think it's a it's a room that's that's full of depth. Yeah. Uh, and it's almost it's almost it's very similar to the to the wide receiver room where you don't really have a star player uh, in the position group, but you have a, a lot of really good players in the group. So uh, just your initial thoughts on this tight end room heading into 2023. I, you know, I'm excited about it. You know, like you said, there's not honestly, there's not really like a go to guy there now. You know, CJ has got experience, but it's not in this style and it's not in the SEC. Nye Black, he come in last year and, I mean, he's looked really good. Uh, Robbie Oates, you know, he, he kind of come on late last year and then we still got Kinselman down there. So there's a lot of talent there. It's just who's going to be the guy to step up. And, and with this system that we're playing on running with Tommy Reese, the tight end is going to get used a good bit. So I expect, you know, they to be, be targeted a good bit this coming up season. Yeah. This could really be a room that, that some people learn some names from this fall. You know, you you mentioned the usage that Tommy likes to, to do with the tight ends. And uh, we kind of saw that in a day. I think there was like three, four different tight ends that had receptions during a day. So, uh, and I expect that to kind of be the recipe this fall. I think you're going to see, uh, Danny Lewis, C.J. Dupree, Amari yeah. Nyblack, and Robbie Oots all play first-team reps and significant snaps mm-hmm. with the first team. I think Kitzelman to get some snaps with the first team as well because he did last year. So uh, there is a plethora of of tight ends for for Tommy uh, Reese to use at his disposal, and, and I'm excited to kind of see how he navigates that room and how he figures out who fits where and, and kind of uh, you know what kind of mismatches he can provide uh, with the different skill sets that each of those guys provide. So uh, we kind of, we're going to kind of do the same thing we, we did with the receiver room and not just list, uh, you know, X, Y, and Z. We're we're not going to list the Y and the H. We're just going to look at, 
at how we think the tight end room is going to look from a snap count wise and and how we think Tommy Reese is going to utilize those guys and and uh, I think maybe the big one of the biggest stories of the spring was the rise of Danny Lewis the the redshirt yeah. freshman from Louisiana who you know CJ Dupree got a little nicked up early in spring Robbie Oots was out for a, a portion of the spring so they needed somebody to step up uh, and, and that was Danny Lewis and he really proved to be you know one of the more balanced tight ends for Alabama not only is he a really good blocker but he's he's solid catching the, the football in, in the passing game and uh, him and CJ Dupree to me are probably the two most balanced of the tight ends uh, that Alabama has as far as being able to both block and catch the football but then you have the the weapon in Amari Nyblack who has the ability to, to really make receiver type plays in the passing game still working on his body getting more physical at the line of scrimmage and being able to block but uh, he's a guy who could really be a weapon for this album offense yeah you know we, we've been high on Nyblack since he's been down there I mean and for good reason uh, looking at who, who I think you would see the most, you know, get the most snaps and and, and looks. Uh, I would probably say Dupree and Nye Black is probably right there together. Then maybe Oots and, and Lewis just right behind them uh, begin. You know, I wouldn't call it second team, but maybe the the one A and then the one B, and they'll be that one B who who can spell Nye Black and and Dupree and uh, in, in games as well. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm thinking mm -hmm. about in certain packages or certain situations. When I look at goal to go situations, I, I could see four tight ends being in the oh, game. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, seriously, you you could mm -hmm. see I could see Danny Lewis, C.J. Dupree on the end of the line, maybe Amari a Nyblack kind of in a in a you know behind them. Maybe Robbie Oots is the fullback in the I formation. So maybe yep. all four of those guys on the field at the same time and. Uh, man, what a package that would be, and what a what versatility it gives Tommy Reese in his play calling and his play design there in the at the goal line. So, mm -hmm. uh, I think this group, while it lacks a true star, for now, it really poses some strong potential for this album offense in twenty twenty three because of the depth and and they're all really good players. Right. It's so it's so much like the wide receiver room where there's not that superstar, there's not that Amari Cooper or Julio Jones and and while this tight end room doesn't have an OJ Howard or an Irv Smith Jr. There's a lot of really good football players and a lot of really good tight ends there. So I think Tommy Reese is probably excited with what he has, mm -hmm. and, and he's probably kind of licking his chops at the way that he's going to be able to utilize all those guys. Yeah, absolutely. And and I want to make a point here. You know, it seems like every one of these that we have done so far, especially running backs, wide receivers, and now the tight ends, we've talked about the disposal of players that Tommy Reese has to use Everybody has already kind of put Alabama out, and this is exactly what we want. I mean, there's players here. Yeah, there's not a star wide receiver. There's not a star tight end. And the quarterback, it, it still remains a mystery. But the thing about it is Saban is going to get it figured out. And when he does, this offense is going to be electric because there's talent all across the offense. And, and, and you know, we talk about, you know, inter, interchanging players out. We still got the offensive line to talk about, and I feel like there's some guys that may not start, you know, the start of the season may be starting by the end of the season. So, I mean, that'd be fun to talk about as well. But right now, I mean, I'm loving that the media is putting Alabama, you know, out because of, of the, the question marks. But 
honestly, I don't really think they're question marks because by the time the season gets here, Saban's going to have it figured out and we're going to be rolling. Yeah, I feel like we have this conversation each and every offseason about not doubting Nick Saban in Alabama. You'd think people would eventually learn, but, you know, it is what it is. But but going back to this tight end room, you know, if if you want to – all the talk this offseason has been about how Alabama kind of wants to return to that physical brand of football Mm -hmm. on the offensive side of the football. And, and, you know, if you want to know what kind of offense you're going to run, really one of the easiest ways to figure that out is what does your tight end room look like? Right. And over the last few seasons, there hasn't really been a lot of tight ends. You've had like Cameron Latu over the last couple of years, and that's really been about it. That's about all the tight end uses you've had. Right. But now you look at what Alabama's got here in 2023, and there's four guys, maybe even five, that could see the field with the first-team offense. So that's what you're going to get with this with this album in 2023. That's what Nick Saban's wanting to do, uh, bringing in Tommy Reese, a guy who has that old school mentality, even at the age of 31, of, of you know running the football, establishing a physical rushing attack, and then using the play action pass off of that. And and you know there's no better way to get a tight end involved than off a play action pass. So uh, I really like what Alabama has at tight end, despite not having a superstar. I think they're in really good hands with, with the with the four or five guys that that. They do have down there and you know i kind of kind of a shameless plug here i just just published an article on realtidewire.com where i where i talked about the how tommy reese and kevin Steele are going to complement each other yeah. this season and how that's just going to make alabama better and how that's going to make alabama quickly get back into the the bama way of being a more physical football team and and really when, when the offense becomes more physical that allows the defense to become more physical physical because they're playing against each other every day in practice. And, and, and iron sharp, sharpens iron, and competition breeds excellence. So uh, I really think that Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele are going to complement each other so well in terms, of, in terms of Alabama wanting to get back to that physical brand of football that we're used to seeing under Nick Saban. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've talked about that uh, at length, it seems like, this offseason as well about – how we feel like the brand and the standard at Alabama is starting to come back like it was in the, in the glory days, I should say, uh, early on uh, Saban's career at Alabama. So I'm excited to see it, man. You know, it's, you know, we still got a whole, a whole summer to get through, but summer's quickly, you know, moving along. <laughs> well, I mean, we're almost man. in in June, you know, so man, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. But you know the the tight ends. I, I'm not really worried about. It. I feel like there there is a guy there who could potentially become a superstar, Nye Black. Uh, but other than that, we have guys around him that that can, you know, be just as good uh, as well. So I, I'm not really worried about the the tight end room. Yeah, I, I don't think there should be. I, I think it's going to be one of those position groups when when you look back. You know, after the after the season, where you're like, man, Alabama was really good at that position. Right. They, you know, they didn't have a they didn't have a superstar. Uh, I think we have one in the making in, yeah. in Amari Nyblack. He certainly has all the traits and characteristics. Excuse me of of a future star at that position, and I think we'll start to see some of that roll out throughout the 2023 year, kind of setting him up for a massive junior season in 2024 so uh i'm excited about the future of the tight end room and 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 even here in 2023 i think it's going to be a really good group for alabama uh there in tuscaloosa yeah. uh, but that's going to wrap up our uh, tight end depth chart projections uh post spring as we head into late may 
closing in on June, Jake, like you mentioned just a minute ago, the, the summer is is already flying by and it just started. So uh, yeah. before you know it, media days will be here. Uh, so there'll be a ton of coverage for that. But mm-hmm. we still have all our depth chart projections uh, remaining. Uh, we still have the offensive line and then, of course, all the defensive side of the football uh, before we before we get into the dog days of summer. And uh, but, but we're going to be here throughout all the steps of the way leading up to the 2023 season on September 2nd, which is 101 days away from today. We're recording wow. on Wednesday, May the 24th. So uh, it'll be here before you know it. Cannot wait. Going to be a lot of fun to kind of continue the discussion throughout the summer months because there's a lot to talk about with Alabama football. Like you mentioned, people are doubting Alabama and Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. And to that, we say, uh, yeah. hold your horses. That, Look, absolutely. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm sure we'll have plenty of discussion about that uh, throughout the summer months. But but one thing, look, I think it's fair to say that that maybe Alabama has fallen off a tad. But I think it's important to remember that it's not anything that other teams are doing. It's really kind of been self-inflicted wounds, so right. to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think I think maybe holding on to Pete Golden an extra year or two set him back a little bit. I think the Bill O'Brien experience kind of set him back a little bit. But but Nick Saban's now hit that reset button, and Tommy Reese and Kevin Steele, and, and while it may not be an instant gratification type thing, they're really a step in the right direction to kind of resurrecting this – resurrecting is such a strong word. Because, okay. I mean, we, we won the SEC championship game. We're one year removed from an SEC championship game win and a college football playoff national championship game appearance. So right. uh, the sky's not falling. Nick Saban hasn't lost a step, and Alabama is right there in the thick of it, and they're going to be right there in the thick of it at the end of the 2023 season as well. Yeah, uh, two things real quick I want to say. Uh, there's a reason. They, they come out with a poll today. Uh, I think it was college football something. Uh, as the, it, was, it was listing the, the top – coaches you know head i think coaches. it was sporting news i think sporting it was sporting news. news yeah number one of course is still is still nick saban for a obvious reason now kirby has won two in a row but saban has won six so yeah. i mean his body seven in still, total if you count lsu yeah seven in total so body of work is still there and saving still the greatest ever and the other thing stacy before we leave um i know we're doing football and stuff but i want to mention and say congratulations to our adapted athletics tennis team. They won their eighth consecutive national championship uh, wow. a few days ago. So uh, big hand to those to those boys. And and you know our our athletic you know adapted athletics program is amazing because they it's they elite. Win. It is yeah they are it, one of the best elite. in the country. Yeah. So there's no doubt. I, I think uh, overall, there's probably not a better adapted mm-hmm. athletics program than what Alabama has. I mean, you're talking no. about b- basketball, both men's and women. Yep. Uh, the tennis, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. is just on a roll. So yeah. uh, big shout out to those guys. They don't yes. get enough credit right. uh, or recognition, I should say. So uh, shout out to those guys. Uh, Jake, do you have a score update on the baseball game before we head out? Uh, let's uh, see. Last I saw, it was three to two. Let me get in here. Uh, let's see. Pull it up here. St- still three two Alabama in the top of the eighth, and uh, Andrew Pickney uh, just walked. So, yeah. Oh, right. just just update seven seconds ago. Uh, Pink's walk was all in the eighth, so he just got a walk. So now we're going to the bottom of the eighth. Yep. Um, so hopefully, 
the tide holds on and, and wins, or what a huge win if that if baseball can get it against Florida. No doubt, no doubt. We, we talked at pre-recording, real quick. I promise we're fisting head out, folks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But we, we we talked in the pre-recording that uh, that we, we think Alabama's probably locked up uh, hosting a re- hosting the regional, yeah. but a win against Florida t- tonight uh, would lock it up for sure. So. Uh, what a job that Jason Jackson has done taking over for Brad Bohunin. What's a what a what a just a terrible situation, really. Just yeah. Re, and, but this team has responded so well. Uh, they're nine and two uh, heading into this game against Florida in their last eleven games, six and six straight wins, and it's just been a complete team performance. The pitching has been phenomenal. Yep. The hitting has been there. Andrew Pinckney has been as good as anybody in, in SEC baseball uh, over the last month. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, just just kudos to those guys. What, what a way to kind of recover after an unfortunate event occurred with 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 Brad Bohannon in that situation. We're not going to dive into that because there's still no. so much that's that's unknown in that situation. But uh, and you know us, we don't we, we don't get into rumors. We we talk facts no. um, here on this show, and and the fact is, we are going to wrap it up now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, it was a good episode, man. Uh, glad to be back and. We'll get to our offensive line uh, here in the next couple of days, hopefully. Uh, yes, sir. Schedule, so I- I'm I'm excited about it as well. Yep. Make sure you like, share, and subscribe today. Look, jump in the description below and, and follow our links to BetUS. Sign up today, uh, and <clears throat> and on your first deposit, you'll receive a 125% bonus. Uh, also. Click the link to Latour and Watches, and when you do, if you buy a watch, you'll receive free shipping. So make sure you do that there uh, today. Like, share, and subscribe. Cannot wait to get back in here to talk yep. some offensive line because that's going to be a fun group to discuss. But until next time, for Stacy Blackwood and Jake Thomas, this has been Tide Talk Live. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.